Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 587. My request to every enthusiast out there is if you're tra- driving a really special car, introduce it to at least one child. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Pushkar Modi. Pushkar, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hello, Mark. Yes, absolutely. Very buckled up. Thank you so much for having me and a very good hello to all your listeners. Absolutely. Pushkar Modi is the Chief Auto Enthusiast and Engineering Lead at Turo in San Francisco, California. He's a design-centric, full-stack software engineer with a passion for cars, Formula One, and Top Gear, three of my favorites. Turo is a website where local automobile owners give travelers the perfect vehicle for their next adventure. Founded in 2009, Turo is a car rental marketplace where travelers can rent any car they want, wherever they want, from a vibrant community of local car owners. It's a pioneer in sharing economy and travel where you can rent a truck if you're moving or a Tesla for a weekend getaway or a classic car for a photo shoot or maybe even a car show. Turo is in over 2,500 cities with over 800 plus makes and models to choose from. So Pushkar, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, about Turo, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Of course. Mark, I think you summarized that really well. You know, I, I grew up in Bombay, uh, you know, and moved to the U.S. Uh, about a decade ago to study uh, went on to become a software engineer at Yahoo and then have been working in the sharing economy uh, in various startups for the last five years, which, you know, brought me to Turo. Um, you know, I've I've had two big passions in life, cars and computers, and uh, at Turo, I get to put both of them to great use. So Turo is essentially a peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace. We are in over 2,700 cities in the U.S. and have recently expanded to Canada. Our mission is to put the world's 1 billion cars to better use. Data, data shows that people spend on average about $8,500 on a car per year, and they are utilized only about 4% of the time. So we'd like to put them to better use the other 96% of the time and help owners make money 
on average an owner makes about $600 with Turo and and renters get to uh, drive beautiful cars uh, at about 30% less than the traditional renter car companies. You know, I love the disruptor aspect of Turo because we've seen this with Airbnb, we've seen it with Uber, we've seen it with so many new industries coming out. And my gosh, Pushkar, you're living in a prime time for your passion, combining cars with computers because of what we're seeing happening with, of course, Tesla, driverless cars, all these things. You must think you've died and gone to heaven. Yes, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very exciting time for car enthusiasts. Uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned, you know, Elon Musk at Tesla is doing some amazing things. Uh, you know, just just a few days ago, he announced his grand master plan part two, uh, where he's talked about the future of Tesla. And one of the very important things that he highlighted upon was uh, this idea of being able to share your Tesla within the community if you're not using it. Mm-hmm. And his vision is, you know, laid out, uh, you know, five to 10 years in the future. But fortunately for us, you know, Turo is already there. It already lets you do this uh, with pretty much any car that you can think of. Um, so to give give the listeners, uh, you know, and the people who haven't used Turo a sense, uh, you could rent today in uh, in about 2,700 cities in the U.S., Anything from, uh, you know, an A4 to a, Z, uh, to a Z8, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's how we like to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to give you a sense, um, we have, you know, Alfa Romeo 4Cs, Audi R8s, uh, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, uh, you know, and all the traditional rental cars that you might find. Sure. At, at a rental car company, so so we have a we have a very unique selection, of course. This is really cool. I'm really excited. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying or a mantra that means something to you. Maybe it's a company mantra. We'll see. But it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So push car, take the wheel. Yeah, I, I you know at Turo we've always believed that people are inherently good. You know that is something that we that we live by. You know, our community is based on, uh, you know, connecting really interesting people with each other. The, the traditional model of car, car rental is, is, uh, slightly boring to me personally. Uh, you, you sort of land at an airport, you take a shuttle to a car, you know, they, they try to sell you a GPS or a car seat. And then you walk away with a car and you don't even know what car you're going to be driving till you actually see it. Right. With Turo, you get to select your car in advance. Uh, you, you reach out to the individual who owns the car. You connect with them offline, uh, online. You know, you get to meet them, see the context in which the car is, is stored. And then you basically get to take the car uh, and drive it. And, and it's yours for a few days. The owners very often also will tell you, you know, some interesting stories, uh, you know, give you a sense of adventure. Yeah. And so the so the car becomes uh, an inherent component of your trip and not just one of the things that you're going to book, uh, you know, as part of your trip. And, and that makes it really interesting and exciting. Absolutely. I think it's great. I can't tell you how many times I've rented a car, got to the airport, and you're always wondering, what am I going to be driving? And very few times are you excited when you walk up to what's sitting there. It's like, oh. That's what I thought I signed up for that car. Now I got this. What's going on here? So I understand 100%. Well, let's go back in time. I would love for you to share a personal story about what instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that you were a car guy? As way back as my memory goes, uh, 30, 35 years now, uh, you know, I have always been into cars. Uh, you know, obviously started with like die cast models when I was maybe three years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, really early uh, in my childhood, my dad would walk into the room, uh, see me play with these die cast cars and tell me, 
if I ever wanted one of those for real, I would have to start studying. Mm. Uh, so it was always a great motivator. Uh, you know, it was always a great incentive for me to to study hard and and do well uh, in my career. Uh, and uh, you know, it's 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 panned out fairly well. I've uh, had the opportunity to own some really good cars. So as most car enthusiasts, uh, you know, I started dreaming of cars and wanting them, you know, really early in my in my life. Yep. Yeah, I had those toy cars as well. Yeah. So Pushcar, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about. A huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. I want you to take us to that painful time, walk us through it. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you so that you could carry on forward? Turo was originally called uh, Relay Rides. Uh, you know, and when I joined, it was Relay Rides. And, and one of the challenges that we had at that point was, you know, we were in the early rental business. We were, you know, uh, fit uh, sort of hardware into every car, which was fairly expensive for us. And, you know, we weren't seeing the kind of vibrancy in the marketplace that we would like to see. Mm-hmm. So we moved away from that, moved into sort of the daily rental uh, business model, and since then, our, all our graphs are sort of up and to the right. You know, it has worked out really well for us. It was a pivotal moment in the business. It was uh, it was fairly scary, you know, looking back. Yeah. Uh, but it was the right thing for us to do. And you know, you know, most most renters, uh, you know, our data reveals that most renters like to rent cars for multiple days now. Mm-hmm. So so that was that was quite uh, quite an interesting challenge uh, when we started. And, uh, you know, on, on the personal front, uh, you know, just before I was, you know, about to enter Turo, um, you know, I was trying to start a company on my own in, in the car media space. You know, I was at a startup and was wondering what to do next and uh, obviously wanted to do something around cars. And, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out for a couple of reasons. Uh, but through that, I got introduced to Turo. And, and I ended up here and, uh, you know, in, in the middle of, you know, a really hard uh, personal time uh, prof- and, and professional time, I was able to sort of luck out and, and join Turo. And, you know, looking back, it has been one of the best decisions of my life. Well, there's a couple of great things you mentioned there. First and foremost, you mentioned luck out. But I always believe that there really isn't much about luck. It's more about being prepared and, and seeing opportunity and taking that turn in the road towards that opportunity. But also, I think it's pretty good. We have a classic example of a couple pivots. Turo pivoted within their dynamics of what they were focused on. You pivoted in your career, and look how things ended up. So I'm so happy to hear that that those pivots resulted in, uh, as you say, charts that are moving up and to the right, which is uh, the most important part of any business for sure. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and illuminate the right path for you to go down. Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. I, I think, you know, my, my one of my biggest aha moments was, you know, when I came across Turo. It seems like a business you know, it, it it is one of those ideas which you look at and you wonder why didn't you think of it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why did you start it? You 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 look at all these cars just that are just parked on the road. Yep. Uh, you know, people don't use them ninety six percent of the time. It is probably the second biggest investment that people make after their homes, mm-hmm. and it is an investment that depreciates over time and doesn't really recover help you recover any money. So when you know when I was in the middle of that startup that I was trying to build and came across Turo, I was like. Wait a second, this sounds so much better. Turo, you know, I should just go <laughs> yeah. with that. And, and that was that was kind of a big moment for me. 
Absolutely. How about Prada's career moment? You've been around for a while. You've done a lot of different things. Is there one moment in time that really stands out for you? Uh, yes. So, you know, like you mentioned earlier in the show, I am an engineer, a software engineer. And, uh, you know, we, we run into a lot of interesting issues. Uh, you know, I've worked on the Yahoo toolbar, uh, you know, some, some really interesting products in my life. But one of the proudest moments I've had in the recent past was our launch in Canada. Mm. Uh, and and now to to an to a to a non software engineer it might sound you know like uh, not 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 such a great not such a big deal, but from an engineering aspect, moving from one country to another brings you know all sorts of challenges. Yes, you know we have to work and uh, you know we have to deal with multiple currencies, multiple date formats, multiple units, you know, and sort of prepare and lay a foundation for you know uh, going global. Yes. So, so Canada was our first big step into going global. We we did that in April, and it was a massive team effort <clears> at Euro. Uh, about sixty engineers, designers, product managers, and data scientists came together uh, and put a lot of love and care into building uh, a, a product that would that works well in the U.S. but would work well anywhere in the world. So that was very exciting for us as a team. Well, congratulations to you and the team. I can only imagine all the little data points that you have to cross your T's and dot your I's, uh, if you will, to make that kind of a transition work. It was so exciting for you and the company. Let's have a little bit of fun. You mentioned you've had some pretty cool cars in your past. What was your first really special vehicle? Maybe you can share a memory you have of that vehicle. Like I mentioned, you know, when I was growing up, I was a big fan of diecast car models. And, uh, the, you know, I had a, a Mercedes E-Class uh, Estate, uh, Porsche 911. Uh, and so, you know, I sort of grew up uh, with those cars in mind that mm-hmm. I would eventually one day own one of these cars. And, uh, you know, when I graduated from my master's, uh, it was time finally to buy a new car. And, you know, looked into the bank and realized that I didn't have all that much uh, money. I, you know, had a student loan, you know, so had about ten or $11,000 in the bank, which was ultimately my budget uh, for my very first car, my first love. It was a used uh, 2004 Mercedes C240 C-Class. Ah, cool. Uh, which was about seven years old, 69,000 miles when I bought it. Um, and I will, you know, never, never be able to move on from that car. I don't own it anymore, but yeah, I, that, that is probably my first, uh, my, my favorite car. Yeah, the first big achievement. Awesome. Great. I love the fact, too, that you, you bought something with cash, stayed within your budget, and bought something that you still are passionate about. That is possible for those listeners out there that uh, want to find the car they really love. Go I ahead. didn't have much left in my bank after that, though. <laughs> well, the cost of cars these days, no. Nobody usually does. But I love I love the fact that you're able to get a car. You love those German mark cars. I do, too. So, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely fantastic. Now, about a car that you've let go that you really wish you could have back in your garage is there one in particular uh you know i haven't owned too many cars uh, i'm on my second car right now uh, okay. a volkswagen gti but i think the first car the mercedes i you know i always said that i would never sell that car i would keep fixing it and keep it forever just because it was my first car and it was in great great condition i kept it really well yeah previous owner had kept it really well but unfortunately had to sell it uh, because of a gearbox issue, ah, okay. um, you know the the gearbox would take six and a half thousand dollars to fix, and Ooh. the car was worth six and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Time. So the German cars, uh, they're great, great to drive, but very hard and expensive to maintain. You know, I had a, a friend who always loved Mercedes, but he said when they make noises, 
they're very expensive noises. So yes. I understand. GTI. Exactly yeah. yeah, GTI is a cool car. My wife and I, the first car we had was a GLI Jetta. And oh. we had that car for about 12 years. It was a great car. Really enjoyed it. Well, let's talk a little bit more about current projects and what you guys are working on now and what really has you excited and fired up. And I might interject a few questions in here that I think some of our listeners might have about how Turo works as we walk through uh, what has you excited today. Yeah, so uh, one of the projects that we're really excited about currently is, you know, uh, related to the Elon Musk uh, Grand Master Plan Part 2. You know, we recently announced, uh, you know, a, a, a special page on our website. It's, it is, if, if you have a, a phone or a, or a tablet or a PC, you can visit it at turo.com slash Tesla. And what we, are, what we are offering is the ability for any person with a valid driver's license in the U.S. to go and, and drive a Tesla, whether it's a Tesla Roadster, a Tesla Model S, or a Tesla Model X. Uh, you know, we have many of those through in, in pretty much every big city in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And you can go rent one of these, try out Autopilot, try out the Falcon doors, and so on today. Uh, you don't have to wait for five years or ten years while, while Elon Musk lays out his plan um, you know, we are very glad that he has reinforced what we are working on. But, uh, you know, you can you can go rent a Tesla today. In fact, we have renters who are unable to uh, get a test drive with the Model X uh, at a Tesla showroom because, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to deliver as quickly as possible. Right. So they're running out of vehicles to offer people test drives. But you can go uh, rent one on Turo and, uh, you know, actually use it over a weekend and see what it's like to live with. Uh, before you actually put down the money and buy one. Oh, you know, this is so exciting. My next-door neighbor's son wants a Tesla so bad, and he's expressed the same concern. So he's going to be very excited when I call him after this discussion and give him another option so he can sit behind the wheel and enjoy one of those cars. A couple quick questions I have for you that come to mind when I think about this. So if I have a vehicle that I use or don't use very much and I want to be part of Turo, I simply go online and do I sign up to say, I live here, I have this kind of car, it's available? Yes, it's, it, it is literally that easy. You know, if you have a phone, uh, an iPhone or an Android-based phone, you can download our app uh, through the App Store or the Play Store. And then if you want to use a website or a tablet, you know, just go to Turo.com. It really is that easy. You sign up uh, and then you have the option of either renting a car from, for, you know, in case you're traveling to a city. Mm-hmm. Or if you'd like to share share your car, just, just go into, uh, there is a button on the top right called list your car. All you have to do is, uh, you know, share a few photographs of your car. Tell us a little bit about it. And, you know, from that point on, uh, it's it's in the marketplace. Now, how about insurance coverage? Because we all carry insurance for our own cars. That insurance follows our cars. How do you protect me if uh, I rent it to one of the Turo users? And let's say he might be a little aggressive with that vehicle. Yeah, obviously, protecting our owners is, is at the very heart of our business. We take that very seriously. Uh, you know, when we started this business in 2009, we had to work our way up through the various insurance companies to explain to them this concept and explain the sharing economy to them because this was a very new idea for them at that point. So there was a lot of innovation in that space that we pioneered. And we offer every owner up to a million dollars of liability insurance within the U.S. and two million Canadian dollars within Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the owner is essentially completely covered. So before a renter uh, takes takes your car, uh, you know you would essentially go through the app and, and go through what is what we like to call a checklist, 
uh, which like a traditional rental car company, you know, you go, you sort of do a walk around the car, mm-hmm. except we like to use the latest technology and give you a good experience. Uh, you can use your phone to click pictures of your car, upload them to our website, and you do that at the end of the trip. And if there's any damage in the middle, then we, we cover it. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Now, how about if I don't live near the airport, but somebody wants to rent my car and they're kind of flying into SeaTac here in the Seattle area and I live a little far away, how does that relationship work for the renter to get to my vehicle? So uh, there's a couple of options there. The first option is, you know, obviously the renter can can, you know, take an Uber or a taxi or something like that and, and drive to your house mm-hmm. and pick up the car. But as you know, as, as all of us know, you know, it's it's not a pleasant experience to get off a, get off an airplane and, and you know then try to figure out you know how to get your car. Right. Uh, so what we what we op- offer is this concept of delivery that the owners can opt into. So if you'd like to share your car on Turo, you have the option of offering delivery to the nearest airport. You know, it's a, it's a great business opportunity because a lot of our uh, renters like to pick up their cars at the airport. So if you can offer delivery to an airport, it is a competitive advantage in the marketplace. I see. And, you know, you can, you can optionally charge for delivery for pickup and drop off. And so then, you know, while you're delivering the car, once again, you know, you are covered under our million dollars of liability insurance. Uh, and so as an owner, you'd go to the airport, you know, meet them at the curb uh, so the renter wouldn't have to, uh, you know, get on a shuttle or a train to the nearest uh, sort of rental marketplace sure. uh, that, you know, a lot of the big airports are beginning to move to. Yeah. And a lot of our owners try to make our make our renters, you know, surprise our renters with, you know, some some coffee or muffins or something like that. So that right. that is the joy of having a marketplace. It, it, it opens up various doors and lets owners and renters interact in a way that was previously not possible. Very cool. Uh, this is so exciting. Uh, I love it. So many different things and aspects to this that are so new and different. And uh, I really love what you guys are doing. It's great. Now, here's a very introspective question for you. Sure. If you were a car, what kind of car would Pushkar be and why? <laughs> that is such an interesting question. I think, <laughs> I think I would have to say, uh, you know, I, I've always dreamt about the Porsche Cayman, uh, owning a Porsche Cayman mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and and I think I would I would say that I I would like to be or am a Porsche Cayman for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, you know the Porsche Cayman has had a very interesting heritage. Uh, you know it it sort of started at the Speedster. Uh, you know it it moved on to the 911, and then the Cayman has learned from you know years and years of refinement of those models. So I I, I would like to think that I I am someone as an engineer who likes to learn. Yeah. And second, uh, on a more humorous note, I think uh, you know I am also very mid-engine. All my the most of my weight is <laughs> in the in the middle middle of the body. So, um, you know that is that you know I think the Porsche Cayman would be uh, the right representation. You know, you and I share. I love the uh, share a, a car here. I love the Cayman. A good friend of mine just bought a new GT4. Of course, that's kind of the top of the line Cayman, and uh, I can't wait for Eddie. Eddie, if you're listening, which you are, bring that. 
car over here so I can drive it. Uh, better yet, I'll meet him out at the racetrack and take some laps in that thing because he does a lot of uh, performance driving. I love the Cayman. I, I love the fact that it kind of comes from the Porsche 550 background way, way back, at least the yeah. way I look at it. It's yeah. kind of like the Boxster. I love the 550. I had a Beck Spider for years. So, uh, yeah, very cool car. I like that. Push car is a Cayman. Very nice. Yeah, yeah so, the GT4 uh, is probably going to be a collector's car in the future. Like, oh, yeah. I think they made only a thousand of those and they were all sold out pretty quickly. So Yeah, yeah. It was hard for him to get very one. Special, but yeah. It is a very special car. Yeah, I'm jealous for sure. Well, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Pushkar, we are entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And I want you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, Take care of your car and your car will take care of you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Uh, Yeah, so I, I think, you know, one of the things that we that we adapt at at Turo and and always fall try to follow is, um, you know, our, our CEO very famously once said at a company all hands meeting that we should only try to hire people that are both exceptional and kind and not compromise on either, mm. um, and that has worked out really well for us. Uh, you know, it, it sets the tone for our culture, and no matter what I do in life going forward, what business I'm a part of. That is something that I will always, always try to follow. Exceptional and kind. Wow. Very nice two words to put together for uh, an organization for sure. Now, how about a resource? There's some great resources out there, but is there one or two in particular you really enjoy? 
I I lo- I can't wait for the grand tour to start. Mm. Uh, you know the Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, James May show, uh, yes. which is the follow on to the follow on to Top Gear. Yeah. I hear they are going to be on Amazon in the spring. Yeah. Uh, so I'm following them on top on on Twitter. Twitter is is one of my favorite resources for reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who are like minded. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, other than that, I think uh, I, I follow a few blogs. Jalopnik, uh, there is this blog called Petrolicious, which is, which oh, yeah. is really well made. Yep. Um, so that is probably my current favorite. I've actually had the uh, head heads and president CEOs of Jalopnik and Petrolicious as guests here. So you're in good company, part of the alumni now here at Cars Now. Both of them have been on the show. Very interesting websites. Wonderful. I follow them as well. Lots and lots of fun. Yep. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you think the Carshaw listeners should crack open and read as well? Yeah, I've actually uh, gone through three books in the recent past. Um, one one is called uh, And On That Bombshell. You know, for viewers of Top Gear, that should sound really familiar. Jeremy Clarkson always ended the show on that note. Yes. Uh, and it was written by an editor of Top Gear, uh, you know, who, who shares all sorts of interesting snippets and, and moments from the 15 or 17 years of Top Gear shooting and yeah. recording. So he, so that is, that is a really fun book for any Top Gear enthusiast. Uh, another book that I recently uh, went through is a book called Aussie Grit. Uh, written by ex-Formula 1 driver Mark Webber, who mm. raced with the Red Bull team. Mm-hmm. And for those who witnessed uh, the amazing clashes between Mark Webber and Sebastian Vettel, he goes into some really interesting um, moments uh, within Red Bull and some of their competitive elements. Uh, you know, always gives you, you know, I love reading sort of sports autobiographies of sports people. Mm-hmm. Um, gives you this this really interesting element of what you don't see on TV. Yes. And then, then a final book is uh, a, a book called How to Drive by Ben Collins. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he used to be the Stig on Top Gear, and he's written this really interesting book uh, that teaches you how to drive. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the pretext of the book is, you know, most Starbucks baristas uh, go through 24 hours of training before they get the keys to an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. But most people who drive on the road only get trained for about eighteen hours. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, so he he goes through, you know, and it it wasn't very intuitive to sort of read about driving, but it is actually, uh, you know, he does a really good job with diagrams and sort of he 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 explains in 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 you know very simple words. Uh, what he means for you to do when he says drive well. Yeah, Ben's book has been recommended here before. I've got a copy of it. It is a great book, and I agree with you. The especially in the United States, I'm not sure about other countries. I think companies like Germany have pretty stringent training rules, and and young people have to spend a lot of time. But the people in this country, young people, do not spend enough time behind the wheel exactly. before yeah. they're given the keys. I made sure that my kids drove for a whole year with my wife or I next to them. They both log in almost four thousand miles on our vehicles before they took off for that first drive away. And I'll tell you, the sense of confidence I had at that point far exceeded my parents' confidence when I took off in that <laughs> Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon back when I was 16 years old. So great resources. I'll remind our listeners you can find all these great resources that Pushcar has been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyacom slash Pushcar Modi. His name is spelled P-U-S-H. 
K-A-R and his last name M-O-D-I. And there's also a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where these books and the past 586 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Push Car, this is where the fun part comes. This last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car, not a daily driver, but something fun for the weekends in your garage, money's no object, I'm going to buy you whatever car in the world you'd like. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? Just one. I'm sorry. Um, I can I can only afford one for each guest. So okay. We're going to have to limit it. If you have a few you want to share, but you're going to have to narrow it down to one. You know, when I was growing up, I uh, had this had this wallpaper on my in my bedroom. Uh, it was a white Lamborghini Countach. Ah. Uh, so I, I grew up sort of looking at the the amazing sort of front to back single stroke. Uh, of the Lamborghini and the Lamborghinis have always always been very special to me. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to drive my first Lamborghini back in 2010. Ooh. It was a Lamborghini Murcielago LP640. Oh. I think it was only 15 days old when I got a chance to drive it on a on a track. Wow. Uh, it was yellow and I have honestly never felt more alive after <laughs> driving a car. So <laughs> so it would have to be the Lamborghini Murcielago LP640. Oh my gosh, you picked a pretty special car. So uh yeah, uh, very special car indeed. I have had the pleasure of driving one as well. And yeah, Lamborghinis, there's just something about them. They're, they're Ferrari-esque, but there's something else. There's something else, yes. I, I actually uh, you know, had driven a Ferrari F430 on the same day, a few minutes before the Lamborghini, and they are, they're not even on the same planet. Uh, yeah. The Ferrari was a V8, the Lamborghini is a V12, mm-hmm. and the V12 reminds you it's a V12 every time you change the gear, you get this... <laughs> This amazing kick in the back, yeah. um, which is just incredible. The, the you know the the bull on the Lamborghini logo is is you know well placed. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. They're special cars. I had the pleasure of visiting the factory back in 2011 when they were uh, just about to release the Reventon, and um, yeah, all those cars are quite special as well. I, I love Lamborghini, the mark, the brand, the whole idea yeah. behind them. So very cool. Or Pushcar, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey and Toro with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Lamborghini Murcielago? Well, first of all, Mark, thank you so much for having me and letting me share, uh, you know, uh, some thoughts about myself and Turo. You're welcome. You know, one one thing that, you know, uh, you know, I definitely think about and spend a lot of time thinking about is, you know, we are definitely on the on the verge of flipping over to sort of autonomous cars and uh, self-driving cars and all the the electric cars and all the fancy stuff. And, you know, in a couple of decades, uh, it will be pretty rare to see a really nice car. Like, a, you know, all cars aren't equal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I won't miss the majority of the cars. But, <laughs> you know, there are some truly uh, special cars on the road today, which probably won't be available or won't be legal to drive anymore uh, in a couple of decades. You know, as as the listeners probably know, the, the younger audiences are, you know, are definitely not naturally aligned to driving as as we probably were used to when we grew up because mm-hmm. of you know all the gadgets that they grow up with sure you know i think it is up to the the enthusiasts to define how cars will be remembered uh, for the future generation so um, my my request to every enthusiast out there is if you're tra- driving a really special car 
introduce it to at least one child. Yes, yes. You know, that's great advice. My son just graduated from college. He's working in San Francisco, the city that you work in now. And I started taking him to car shows when he was probably four years old. I raced finished cars for over a decade. I took him to many, many car shows, Pebble Beach year after year, Laguna Seca, the vintage races. And he's told me that those experiences went a huge way to help him as he's become a professional and an adult because he got to talk to so many people. He learned how to communicate with people and their cars and gained an enthusiasm for who those people were. Of course, their cars, but who they were and what their careers were and what they were all about. So I've always said that here on Cars, yeah, yeah, it's about the cars, but it really is about the people. But Great advice. Share your car with a child. Help him or her become an enthusiast. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Turo? So if you have an iPhone or an Android-based phone, uh, it's really simple. Uh, Just go to the App Store on your iPhone or the Play Store on your Google phone Mm -hmm. and just look for Turo. That's T-U-R-O. It's sort of like turbo minus the B. Um, so that's one way to remember it. Yeah. And if you're, uh, you know, in a browser, just, you know, type in turo.com. That's Absolutely. It. Very simple. And listeners, again, I encourage you to check Turo out. This is a really amazing, different concept. Definitely a disruptor in the marketplace. I love what you guys are doing. I'm so excited. I'm so happy I could have you on the show. And listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Pushcar has shared today on his show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just type Pushcar, P-U-S-H. K-A-R. I think it's funny that your name kind of has the word car in it. it. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And uh, his show notes page will pop right up with links. Check it out. You're going to be excited. It'd be a fun way to drive some really interesting cars or to earn a little bit of money with your car that's sitting idle an awful lot of the time if you really think about it. Pushkar, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Out listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!